0: Welcome once again to the What have Been Watching Podcast, a very special edition, the holiday festivities edition of the What have Been Watching Podcast. I am your host, the ho-ho-host, Marvelous Mike Dudley, joined as always by my
1: co-host, cohort, and personal sex elf... MD3 Marcus Dudley checking in on the YOU. What's going on out there in podcast land? We are broadcasting live, as always, from the Whatcha Been Watching studios right here in Tallahassee, Florida, in the shadow of Doak Campbell Stadium out here by Bragg Memorial, you know, somewhere on the south side between that and the National Forest. What's going on with you, my brother? Oh, just enjoying the, uh, the holiday festivities,
0: you know, had a good Thanksgiving. I got full of turkey and ham and all sorts of good
1: stuffings. So celebrated our uh, mother's birthday. That's right. That's right. And grandma's. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That is right. Um, but it always always makes us feel good uh, around. Uh, it's Bearcat. It's Bearcat. Bearcat always makes us feel good. You know what always makes me feel better, Michael? Uh,
0: Thanksgiving turkey and knowing that you're going to get presents.
1: Yes, that, but also our lovely introduction music from Mr. A1 himself. You can hear the ho uh, ho ho of it all as he was dashing through these hoes. And <laughs> a one-horse open sleigh. <laughs> Anyways, no, we just want to give a big shout-out, man. We genuinely appreciate the intro music, man. You keep them fucking banging. And that bass line on that bad boy is disgusting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, find my man at uh, a1reality.music.
0: That's right
1: yeah we'll put the link out there you'll be able to find it so um, yeah big shout out to that also please write us in at whatcha been watching podcast at gmail.com where else can they find us my brother they
0: can find us on facebook.com slash Dudley Bros Podcast or you know we all hear ringing bells for the Salvation Army it's
1: not for them but you know we'll take your money I was out Christmas caroling the other day but we weren't singing carols we were just yelling Tupac lyrics (laughs) In people's front yards. Hail Mary, run, come see, yeah, dude. That's like the meanest <laughs> intro ever. I fucking love Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, he says I'm not a killer, but don't push me, and I'll let you. I'll let you. feel. Hey, a perfect it. picture. Yeah, <laughs> the Dave Chappelle sketch where he makes fun of Tupac is also <laughs> high up there. Um, but, anyways, man, uh, for this holiday season, what's been going on, my dude? Oh,
0: just you know. Running around enjoying festivities, family obligations, you know,
1: the usual stressors. Yeah, man. Yeah. it's uh, Sometimes I feel like it's like, hurry up just so we can have a good time. Oh, shit. oh, yeah. Don't
0: you love when,
1: like, everybody's having a good
0: time, you know, everybody's smiling, they're sitting around the living room, the fire's going, everybody's had a couple of drinks, and then somebody inevitably pulls out a cam- their, their camera and goes, all right, everybody stop. Smile, look like you're having a good time, and then takes a picture. And you're like, You could have just taken a picture of us having a good time. Like, dude, now we got to stop and look like we're happy.
1: And like, I'm all for candid photos. Please just take candid photos. I will not be upset about it. Yeah, so yeah. I can just keep with the flow of it, man. Yeah. If they're a little bit blurry, but you capture the moment. Go with that.
0: Well, because inevitably what happens is somebody pulls out their phone to take a picture, and then 11 other people go, Ooh, get one for me. Get one for me. So then you end up having to do the same picture. 11 different times when you could just send it in a text to
1: everybody and take the picture one time. That's very true. But also, people act like there's allowed to be bad photos of you that exist. Yes. Don't take this wrong way, but that is how you look at times. That's like your facial expressions of you laughing or smirking or smiling or looking like you farted yourself (laughs) or whatever it is like. Those are... Something
0: tells me there's embarrassing photos of you probably, out there but I'm just saying those are
1: all real <laughs> moments that happen that your your face contorts that way, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, I'm I'm laughing too big. My teeth are so big. I'm like, yeah, well, you're laughing. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. whatever. I I get. It. Just take the candid photo.
0: Oh, I I we almost forgot to mention that we are now technologically advanced, living in the future. Oh, explain it. You are listening to us on the brand new what you've been watching recording setup. Brought to you by
1: uh daddy funds, yeah uh, <laughs> thank you father x uh, no nah, he uh he made us a deal a long time ago that he would invest a, uh not not crazy amounts of cash, but you know he'd drop a little bit of coin for us, and uh finally took him up on it now that we decided that uh we actually like doing this, and we that's didn't right. want to you know spend a bunch of money, and then like three so months later, we're like, right. we fucking hate recording this.
0: Right. let's see if this is like the time they wanted to play little League baseball, right yeah. invested like You're right. Six hundred dollars worth of equipment, and then
1: at the end of the season, they're like, "We're never doing this yeah, again." Baseball sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So no. So if there's a little bit of if it sounds off in any way, if it's a little too poppy, a little too whatever, a little too muffled, a little too muted, we'll get it right. Yeah. We are committed but to please, our craft. But please, please
0: write us in. You know, write in. Let let us know. You know, we we want to hear that feedback. We want to know exactly what you guys think. You know, if this sucks and we should go back to the old you know setup, then. We'll do that. Probably not because we invested a lot of money in this, but yeah, yeah, a lot of time. <laughs> we'll strive well. to
1: get better. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time as well. A lot of time. Um, but you're also um, the reason why we made this technological jump. This is going to be a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to interview some more people, uh, but this episode we're going to try to get into some of our immediate family members and kind of ask them a couple questions just over the holiday, over our Thanksgiving break, and during my mother's birthday and stuff like that. Just kind of asking them what they've been watching how everything's going yeah. about it so um we're going to see a little bit not only of a time jump but you're going to see a little bit of uh maybe some it's going to be a different room we're going to record it in so just bear with us on that it's going to be a fun episode this one's going to be very special um it's kind of a little holiday get to know the the Dudley clan a little bit better for sure um, so so we'll see how it plays out but um in the meantime and in between time Michael we cannot forget the reason why we are here my brother oh Uh, you got a question? I do. I want to hear it.
0: What you been watching, my brother? My brother. I went and saw The Marvels, and you should know this because thankfully, you bought my ticket. Angie bought your ticket, actually. Actually, shout out to Angie. Fuck you. Yeah, no, (laughs) rightfully so. Rightfully so. Look at you trying to steal her credit. Hold
1: her on high.
0: (laughs) Oh, she slaps the shit out of you. Uh, She should. (laughs) She should. She should. It's well-earned. So, The Marvels, yeah, man. Uh...
1: What'd you think, man?
0: I gotta be honest, I have some real problems. There's a lot of plot armor in this. There's a lot of things that happen just because there's a lot of leaps in logic in terms of I'm not exactly sure why people are doing the thing that they're doing in that moment other than like that's just what the the, the script called for. That being said, I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it was... Funny. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was very charming and it had a lot of heart. I think that the action sequences were pretty good. I think my main problem with it is it just kind of suffers from, and we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but the superhero fatigue of it all, where once again, it's just sort of random team up to fight big glowy thing in the sky and doesn't really add anything to the myth other than
1: the stinger at the end. I was about to say, hang on now. (laughs) The last five minutes of this movie, not just the sting at the end, but how it closes, Mm -hmm. which will, I mean, look, it's going to be, this episode's coming out like December 12th or something like that. We're going to spoil it. Just letting you know, if you haven't seen it yet, it'll probably be on Disney Plus here very soon. But um, yeah, man, they form the Young Avengers at the very end. Yeah. They begin to form the Young Avengers with Kamala Khan, who... Before I dive into all the Young Avengers stuff, I agree with you that it's all, it's, which I'll, I'll dive into it more, but uh, she's the heart and soul of this movie, man. Oh, 100%. Kamala Khan and her yeah. family is, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, she starts to form the Young Avengers. At the end, she goes out and you see one of my favorite characters of all time, uh, Lucky the Pizza Dog. That's right. Uh, and you see a young Kate Bishop, or she's like, I'm 22. Uh, <laughs> you see Kate Bishop come in, and uh, Kamala Khan asked her a very similar question to what Nick Fury asked uh, right. Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man 1. You have
0: just entered a world that is much larger than you could ever
1: realize. You just don't know it yet. That's right. Yeah, She's like, or maybe you do. but <laughs> She's like, you know you're not the only kid superhero. She's like, I'm 22. <laughs> Like, Did you know Scott Lang has a kid? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so basically,
0: it's Kamala Khan forming the Young Avengers, which, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's going to be, yeah. I'm sure we'll probably get a Speed, Wiccan. Um, so the two kids from WandaVision. The two, from two kids, WandaVision. kids from WandaVision. Right, right. right, We'll probably get Eli Bradley as Patriot. I hope so. I hope he that He was they... introduced briefly in um, Falcon Winter Soldier. That's right. That's right. Um, we're definitely getting, um, obviously, um, Kate Bishop as right. Hawkeye. Stature, Stature the Cassie Lang. Cassie Lang. Um, then who else?
0: Kamala Khan. And then...
1: Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a young
0: Kang the Conqueror as Iron Lad. Which would be great. It would be a good excuse to keep Kang in the, in the continuity because it seems that they might be getting rid of him. Maybe or maybe
1: not. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how all that plays yeah. out. I don't want to speculate. I, yeah. If... If my guy did what he's accused of, I mean, you gotta—we've talked about it before. You gotta—you gotta pay the piper on that one. Right. If if you didn't, and or you know, unfortunately, sometimes things happen that just can't be proved. I, you know, it's it's an odd it's an odd way to navigate, man. So I don't want to I don't want to get into it too much. But
0: welcome to the skirting legal issues yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> I'll say this: I, not knowing anything about the guy, I like Jonathan Majors as an actor, mm-hmm. but I, you know, again. We'll, we'll cross those bridges as they right, come. But right. either way, the the last five minutes of Miss of a uh, not not Miss Marvels the, the Marvels, Marvels. Yeah. is awesome. You get the Young Avengers being formed, and then it has a for the books mid credit scene, which I'm glad that they're swinging for the fences. On can the we mid- just go
0: ahead and talk about it, so then we can actually talk about the movie, so we can just get
1: it out of the way. Well, yeah, I'm about to, but I'm okay, saying okay. what I was just about to say before. Um, I'm glad that they're swinging for the fences on the mid credit scenes again, uh-huh. because I'll, if you go back to Phase One, Two, and Three. A lot of progress was made just in the Stingers alone. Oh, which sure. Like, oh, in the last five minutes of this movie, Thanos goes and grabs the gauntlet and goes, I'm, right. I'll do it myself.
0: Let's, let's go back to the first one Iron Man 1, yeah. where, you know, again, we talk about all of a sudden Nick Fury appears and he opens up this door of like, you're going to be something of part of something much greater than yourself. And like, they cue the Avengers theme music,
1: and you're like, "What the fuck? They yep. got
0: Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, and they're gonna do the Avengers." Oh, I just came in my nerd pants. Yeah,
1: yeah, and we did, but now this one, uh, go ahead and tell him. You seem to to want to uh, to tell him what the mid credit scene was. Dude, they introduced the X Men. I know, in an alternate universe, and they got Kelsey
0: Grammer to be Beast, and yeah. I lost my shit. Like. I was sitting in the theater just looking at Marcus being like, they're doing what now? What?
1: Huh? At the very end, um, uh, Monica Rambeau, who will hopefully become Photon, they'll eventually give her the moniker. But she might just be Captain Marvel herself because she's had many monikers as well. Or might
0: just be Captain Rambeau.
1: Uh, Yeah, whatever. But um, she she closes the glowy thing in the sky and uh, goes through the other side. And when you find out where she went to on the other side... It's Kelsey Grammer as Beast and her mom as Binary, which is oh, fucking dope. So it's and, uh, so good. I thought it was going to be Deadpool, to be honest. I'm like, it's either going to be X-Men, Fantastic Four, or Deadpool. It's yeah. the only four I could see. When they,
0: when, when they, At the end, when she finally closes the big glowy thing in the sky, when they talk about how she was heretofore permanently trapped in another reality, I was like, oh, God, they're doing another dimensional hopping thing. And I'm really, really glad that they came back to close that loop at the very end, as opposed to like trying to tack it onto something later. Because it made me all the more excited for we just got introduced to the X Men, like the thing that we've you and I have talked about time and time again. Like, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? And they did it.
1: They finally shot their shot. I can't wait. Yeah. No. This is um, right when the X Men get introduced, and we're going to get some video here running soon. Hopefully, we can have a long debate about who would win if Marvel and DC fought like the entire universes, because <laughs> that's going to be just a podcast for just me and you. That's right. right. <laughs> but hey, it'll be a blast. Um, but yeah, no, the X-Men is the one variable that you can't really account for in any universe. So I'm super excited that they're coming in, man. Yeah, um, me too. It's going to be dope. I just get all the toys in the sandbox. Honestly, give them all to Kevin Feige. And then we can shut it down for a little while. If they're like, all right, now we're going to reboot it and nobody cares anymore. I'd be like, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I went for 20-something years yeah, without you them being relevant 15, at all. 15,
0: 20, a good 15, 20-year run. Like, let it go. Why not? Yeah, I
1: was 22 when Iron Man came out. <sighs> or 21, about to be 22, I yeah. should say. But yeah, it was, it was a long time. There was a lot of shitty superhero movies or ones that had potential that fell well short. Oh, all of them. Like, yeah. Iron Man was the one that changed the game, literally. I mean, yep. it, the... the
0: there, other than maybe, Batman. Batman eighty nine was
1: Batman pretty dope, okay. and Superman one. I wasn't alive when Superman one came out, but it it held up. Sure, I, I just
0: mean in in our lifetime. Yeah, 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 yeah. for our yeah, yeah, one hundred
1: percent. So yeah, maybe but, Batman eighty nine. But even that,
0: that was a little bit like Tim Burton was the one that sold that movie, not necessarily the plot or the like the characterization.
1: Nicholson as the Joker, but that's a that's for point. a different podcast. Fair that's point. For a different yeah. point. We're, we're way off track. Already. Anywhos. So no, the Marvels. The Marvels. So <laughs> I'll just tell you what I you, you kind of touched on a little bit, and we can go back and forth a little bit more um, if that's cool with you. Um, I dug it, actually. To be honest, like you said, there's a ton of plot armor. At one point, they all kind of teleport, or they, they trade places with one another as right. they use their powers. If two of them use their powers at the same time, then they switch places. Or however the... Two of them will switch places.
0: Right. They're they're quantum entangled. They're quantumly
1: entangled, and so they do this funny scene where they're kind of like one will throw up a ball and then use the power, and they they do a montage of them how learning how to kind of right. control it or how it works.
0: It's the training montage from it's Rocky, the,
1: ultimately. And so the issue I have with the movie is that there's times where you literally see all three of them using their power right. on screen, and not one of them switches, and you're like, but you just spent time setting up that right. they switch. And so why I, I have no idea how the rules work. And to be honest, I don't really care. Yeah. Because the second you start diving into this movie, there's a lot to pick apart. Oh yeah. But yeah. I will say this. If you take this movie for just surface level entertainment, it is a fucking blast. Oh yeah. yeah. In my honest to God opinion. It is it is a fun roller coaster. And like I said, it has a lot of heart. It's got a
0: lot of humor. It's got a lot of stuff that like is very visually entertaining. The fight sequences are good. I think that they're cut a little choppy. They're, they're very much in the like, um, the born series where it's like elbow cut elbow, you know, knee cut, you know, it's that very choppy, choppy, choppy fighting. And I don't mean like
1: karate Karate chopping. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll let you get back to it. But, um, I do agree with on that. There's, there's parts of it that they shot really well and aren't choppy. And I really enjoyed those. And then there are parts, not only just with the teleportation and stuff, they did a couple shots where they would switch with each other, and they would keep the the camera rolling on it. And I was like, "That was awesome!" Right. One person teleports up, uses her powers underneath the guy, and then like hammers him to the left, and then the other one would use her powers to pull him back to the to the party. And like that shit was cool. Right. But um, they also did a lot of like really quick cuts that kind of took me out of it. But yeah, yeah. But good. So I, I was just corroborating what you were saying. No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The fight sequences are good. I, I think Kamala Khan, uh, Iman Valani, whatever mm-hmm. her, her yeah. name is, she is the heart and soul of this entire movie. I mean, like her whole character is just fangirl made good. You know, it's, it's, I think we, we were ta- kind of talking about it in terms of like, it's very easy for that actress to tap into sort of what the characterization is. Because the exact same thing happened to her. Like she was a huge Marvel movies fan, a huge comic book fan, and then literally she gets the call from Kevin Feige one day, being like, "Hey, do you want to come join the
1: Avengers? Like for real? Yeah, do you want to be Miss Marvel in the yeah. new upcoming Miss Marvel TV show?" Um, no, that's we talked about it when we reviewed the actual series itself, but yeah. it's she actually is has written. For the comic book Miss Marvel mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and so she was partly responsible for the death and rebirth of Miss Marvel and the fact when she talks about it, I saw like a live stream she was doing that made it way to my made its way to my social media or whatever and like she was so giddy about it and it was it was hilarious to watch Amon Villani who plays Miss Marvel talk about writing it because she's like it is crazy I have these dreams and I write a lot what's in my dreams and it's funny in the fact of like I work for marvel and so i'm writing down my dreams into words and then people take my words and then they draw them and then they they color the drawings and it's like all my brain and it was so funny because like that's, sweetheart that's exactly how comic books that's work that's
0: literally the comic book process yeah which
1: is her excitement you and stan
0: lee yeah, yeah
1: which hey man you just got mentioned your name with one of the greats not that's saying right. you're what you know, not, any...
0: not same caliber, but same river.
1: I mean, you your name just got mentioned with them because yeah, that's sure. yeah. So, um, so it's her. She's infectious, man. Like you can see, real deal. The character of Miss Marvel is such a fangirl of Captain Marvel. Right. That's where she derives her name from. And so she it's perfectly cast the fact that every time miss Marvel is on screen with Captain Marvel she's super giddy and is like oh my god we're twinsies and right. yeah yeah and it, it really plays really well and her family being like don't you dare hurt my daughter and da-da-da-da. I don't want to do the Pakistani accent I, I almost just did allow me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it her family's the heartbeat of it but go ahead I've been running my bumping my gums no no go ahead she just she kind of made my it was hard not to kind of get caught up in the spirit of the movie with her energy being as high as it was it's like oh she's having an awesome time you can tell yes the character she's playing is having an awesome time but you can kind of tell sometimes it translates of like the actress herself is having a fucking awesome time so like me For in sure. the theater it was kind of like hard to kind of sit here and be a grouch and and pick all this shit apart and be like that makes no fucking sense which there's a lot of it trust me if you this is this is a good movie to sit down and be like well, even within the parameters of suspending your disbelief, da 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 da, da you could go f- for days on this one. Oh, for sure. But yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's all it's like ninety. It's under two hours, so you're you're in and out. Yeah, just
0: barely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked how I mean the whole movie is basically about Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, basically coming to terms with being a role model. You know, like that. Not only to you know, Monica Rambeau. You who know, she left who she left years and years and years ago in the first marvel movie or the first uh, captain marvel movie she said you know I'll be back before you know it and then here it is 30 years later and she just shows up unexpectedly like oh so you're an avenger now okay cool like good to see you again you know yeah. um but also to kamala khan you know just dealing with her with her fangirl frenzy and and really the 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 whole the whole impetus of the movie is that Captain Marvel accident, well, not accidentally, inadvertently created a genocide and a civil war. A, a civil war amongst the the Kree and has that's sort of why she dedicated herself to saving other planets for as long as she has because she kind of felt a a need for a redemptive arc before she could return to her home planet and her normal life and stuff like that, which is why she abandoned Monica and and has a hard time connecting with uh, Kamala. Um, So yeah, it it was really about someone coming to terms with their own legacy and coming to terms with being a hero and being a role model and sort of what that all implies and like how sort of people unnecessarily put you on a pedestal and it's maybe not all the time. Even though it may not be wanted, it's not necessarily unwarranted.
1: That's true. And even there's a line where Kamala Khan, when they kind of all going into the third act, Kamala Khan goes to Carol Danvers and is like, hey, I kind of smothered you and didn't give you room to just be a real person. Right. And so that's on me. and so, Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, But no, I, I like the idea, which by the way, they do show a quick shot when they're recapping kind of the events of like, hey, here's how the genocide happened. When you destroyed, at the end of Captain Marvel, when you destroyed the Supreme Intelligence, it sent the Kree empire or the Kree world of Hala into a civil war because they pretty much destroyed their ozone layer. Water became a finite source and this and that in the third. Um, but they do show a quick shot of the Supreme intelligence of yeah. how it looks in the comic books with like the green, like plastic frowny face with all the cables running from it. The like multiple eyes. Yeah. And... Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. That's just a little nod for us. Cause you never really got to see that in the, in Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah. So, it's one of those things
1: where like, it was for us.
0: Yeah, like Modoc in the in the previous, you know, in Ant Man and Quantum Mania, like as ridiculous as a concept. I mean, that's a very much like Jack Kirby creation, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's very you know cosmic scale and just sort of weird angular lines and just you know very far out acid driven you know imagery. Yeah. Um, so to see that translated into real life and like how that it looked. Exactly like the comics, and yet still pretty cool. Like, as ridiculous as a concept as that image is, they made it look alright, so kudos
1: to them. It was probably very, I mean, they probably CGI'd it, but the fact that it's only on screen for two seconds, maybe, tops, when she, it shows her go in the room, and the door opens, and you see the maybe face. Maybe a little longer, between, three,
0: yeah, between two and ten seconds, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but the fact that they did it just for that moment was fucking made my day, it's yeah. like fan yeah. service, switch. They, I will give them credit. Sometimes I understand that they they can't save a shitty movie just by doing fan service and being like check the boxes. But sometimes right. it's like I appreciate you doing it, you know, because like that's why we're here. Let's be real here. Right,
0: we're all fans of the material.
1: Yes, and so the fact that when you watch the TV show Miss Marvel and you're like this thing that this little armlet that she has sure does remind me of a fucking quantum band Mm -hmm. and surely enough guess what those fucking bands are they were the quantum bands which was dope and I, I like the fact that they don't the comic books always say like oh they're Bands of mass power and they can do that. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. They're they're ancient artifacts. These ones control time and space.
0: It's a a MacGuffin to move the plot forward. That's all it is. It's another mystical, all-powerful
1: artifact that's
0: meant to move
1: the plot forward. Who cares? Yeah. Move on. But for us fanboys, we're like, yo, this is the door to Quasar. Right. This is the, the door. Nova. Mm, yeah, I don't know if he ever...
0: Mm, he hung out with Quasar. Oh, yeah, yes.
1: I, uh, I thought you meant, did he wear the quantum bands? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no I don't but... think he ever wore the quantum band. No, no, but, no. But, but Miss Marvel did. Tangentially Quasar... moves into, yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel did. Like, they've, they're they huge. They're a big deal. Like, who has those can fucking wreck shop, man. That's like a planetary... Superman,
0: Babe Ruth, <laughs> all types of shit.
1: <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> um, so, um...
0: Yeah, this is the ladies' man with your quantum band. With your
1: quantum query. Um... <laughs> But, uh, I dug the fact that they're just in there. And it's like, yeah. hey, the Quantum Bands are in play now. Plus, you you couple on the fact with like at the end of Thor, Love, and Thunder, they had of Lavelle, who mm-hmm. is the current or one of the more recent wares of the Quantum Bands. It's like, I see you piecing these puzzles That's together. Right. That's right. Which, Speaking of, of Thor, Love, and Thunder, this movie is very silly. It's very, very, very silly, but they don't quite take it to the extreme of Thor, Love, and Thunder, yeah. where it was a little bit distracting in the sense of like...
0: Well, at Everything least, was over the top. At least, at least the first, second, and third act all had the same tone in this movie. I would argue that Thor, Love, and Thunder, the first act, tonally, is very different from the middle act, which is very different from the third
1: act. Agreed. Agreed. Which I'm more and more convinced that Thor, Love, and Thunder was told from the perspective of Korg, and that he's just embellishing
0: Oh, you know, I never thought of as that. As he's
1: telling, because the movie opens and the framing device is him telling the story to a bunch of kids. Yeah, or the kids, refugee yeah, kids. The refugee saved, kid. Yeah, the refugee yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so I'm more and more convinced that the whole movie is an embellishment from Korg.
0: You know what? That actually might add a new layer of perspective on that. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: but but I don't know. There's, it's just a theory. I, I have no idea, but the, the, reason I'll, the only reason I even brought it up is because I think Thor 11 Thunder got a lot of shit for being too silly and this one toes the line pretty well there's a musical number in it from one i think one of the guys from bts (laughs) i I think i think that was a big deal because i know a lot of people lost their shit when i saw it in the first time in the in the audience like like, oh tell me the btk killers in this (laughs) bts isn't that the the korean boy band i don't know i'm not gay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know though i'm just saying i don't i have no idea um i could be wrong they're like you know not every south korean that sings is in a BTS. (laughs) I know there is like eight of them, or like there's a lot of them, so my chances aren't that bad. Is that like the Korean menudo? It's like NSYNC or whatever. They're a fucking global sensation, man. My musical taste died after like 2007, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, K-pop's a big deal, so I don't know. Sure, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I know. But either way, there's a musical number in it which in which Carol Danvers can only communicate her... Yeah. The language is song.
0: Yeah, they go. They go to a. They go to a planet where she has a prior history. I'll just, without spoiling it, I'll, I'll leave it at that. She's a princess. Okay. Or we can just put it all in front street. <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> but their language is song, and so immediately, you know, I mean, the, the screen right, the, the the script writes itself at that point. You know, like, how do we talk
1: through song? Hey, I have some information I'm trying to get, but I don't know how to ask it. Yeah, And eventually she's like, wait, 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 can we just talk? He's like, Yeah, of course. He's like, What do you mean? He doesn't have to sing. He's like, No, 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 he's bilingual. It's a pretty funny joke. Like,
2: what?
1: Yeah, so um it does suffer a lot, this movie from the same villain isn't really fleshed out, which you Agreed. actually do sympathize with her. She's her whole point of she gets the real quick, she gets the quantum bands to she's gonna be stealing resources from other planets. Right. She's like, I'm stealing the water from this one planet, which by the way, the scrolls it's a, it's
0: a plot of space balls.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, the fucking great way to simplify it. But poor scrolls can't catch a break in this movie either. So, uh, yeah, the scrolls apparently are getting their ozone steel stolen from their little refugee planet. Right. And so she's trying to rebuild Hala. So you kind of sympathize with her a little bit. but Yeah, the home planet, Hala. Yeah, the home planet of the Kree, Hala, which I mentioned earlier. But for those that are like, I don't fucking keep up with you boys. Um so that's that's kind of the whole thing, and so you kind of sympathize with her a little bit. You kind of understand where she's coming from. She still is kind of flat. Um, it's just kind of like a, kind of like Ronan the Accuser was in in Guardians the first one. Just Agreed. Kind of like, Agreed. Yeah. Just by the way, what's that actress's name?
0: Uh, anyway, while you're looking that up, <laughs> off scenes, that's Tom Hiddleston's actual wife. So, so yeah, the I mean. The fact that they both get to work in a Marvel movie and get to like compare notes now and be like, "So how was your day?" You know.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> what
0: superhero did you fight today? <laughs> yeah. You can.
1: They're both probably. It's probably because they sign all those damn NDAs. Yeah. What's her
0: name again? It's i
1: uh... I'm probably butchering the first name. Is Zoway Ashton. Zoway, Zoe maybe? Zawe Ashton. Zawe Zoe maybe. Z a w e Ashton. So Zawe okay. Zoe. Okay. I'm I'm just not sure. I don't want to. I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation of it, but. Whatever. We try. That's what we do here at What you Been Watching. That's right. It's kind of a, a term of endearment now. When we butcher your name, it means that we took the time to Google it or write it down because we want to give you credit. So. All right.
0: Well, shout out to you, Zoe Astrid. <laughs>
1: Uh, but, no, it's, it's funny. They sign all those NDAs, and probably Tom Hiddleston was like, I can't not tell my wife. Anymore. I've been doing this since 2009, dude. Like, can we clue her in? That's right. And he's probably like, okay, we'll get her a roll.
0: <laughs> Listen, I can't say anything, but if I was you, I would read these issues. Right, right.
1: He has been probably the longest tenured, right? Him or... uh. Right.
0: I mean, as far as... I guess Hemsworth, He's definitely showed up in the most movies.
1: Yeah, no, Hemsworth, as well, has done a lot. They came in at Thor 1, both of them, so... Yeah. Yeah, they've been at it for a while. Way to go. Yeah, good. He's so fucking likable. Like, everyone that is not even a Marvel fan just likes Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Because they've seen, obviously, the first set of Avengers movies, pretty much before the quote-unquote fatigue kicked in. Everyone's like, fucking Loki, Loki, Loki. Like, he... Fucking household name, man. Good for you. Well, and he came out of left field. I mean, he was doing, like,
0: he had done, like, British theater, and he had done some, like, British television, but nothing, I mean, hadn't really broken into the States. I think maybe he was in an episode of, like, he was in, like, Emma or something like, like that. it was, Boardwalk Empire or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Or something yeah. like that.
1: I know a lot of the, I know Charlie Cox was as well, so maybe I'm mixing them up, but... He uh, ultimately he didn't suffer the Marvel fate in the terms of a lot of times the, the villain the villain has to be interesting and a lot of times Marvel just doesn't have that and oh, obviously oh. with Thanos they do there's certain ones like um, uh, Killmonger was incredibly interesting sure yeah um, Loki uh, stood the right. test of time of everyone but then like, you get
0: but then you get the the counterpoint of that with like Ghost from Quantum Mania right. you get you know Malik from uh, uh,
1: Dark World. Dark World,
0: right. Yeah, there's uh, a lot. Casilius from the original Doctor Strange. I mean, like, and on and on and on. Yeah. And even like
1: Ronan the Accuser and Guardians
0: One. Even, even people like The Scarlet Witch, who was completely wasted in not completely wasted, but just didn't live up to the potential in Doctor Strange.
1: You, you didn't know? think she lived up to the potential in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? <sighs> she popped it's, like six dudes'
0: heads. It's not it's not her fault. It's the it's the script's fault. It like Elizabeth know. Olsen brought a tour de force in that. I think that's another movie that I think has a lot of plot armor.
1: She was terrifying in that movie, though. She at, ran at a certain th- point she ran through an entire like the entire Illuminati. Oh, I, like in a Oh, I of remember. Moments. Yeah,
0: yeah. She snapped Patrick Stewart's neck.
1: Yeah, that shit was terrifying on me. Yeah, but so either she, way, that's a debate for a different day. But um, well, no, I dug the movie overall. I I think it's a, a fun time. Um, I would recommend seeing it again. Put your plot armor down and just just try to enjoy it. And I think
0: I I would I I would agree with with that. It's kind of hard to put the plot armor down sometimes because it's so brazenly obvious it's, at sometimes. It's pretty in your face. Yeah, where you are just like, well, why would you? All right, well, never mind.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually, it's like wrestling. We're in like they they'll throw they'll start in the center of the ring and they'll throw the guy to the rope and the guy will just bounce off and the dude will you know the other guy will hit him with a clothesline it's like why not just why not just stop running and like it's part of wrestling where you just got to be like they have too much momentum just the you, momentum have, you have to you have to keep much. going yeah, yeah 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 they're so strong that they couldn't stop at the ropes you yeah know? No, that's a good like, point that's a good point just you have to accept like all right that's just what we need to do to move the fight forward
1: there is also a. If you're a cat lover, this movie is for you. Oh, there's a lot of flurkins in this. Memories. It's a really funny scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flurkins consuming uh, space station employees, which they really lean into the whole. Flurkins don't eat them. They have pocket dimensions within them, which I'm like. They never say in the movie, but us as Marvel Comics fans are like, I'm right. such a fucking dork that I know how this works. It literally just looks like there's a hell demon cat eating somebody, and they're like, "Oh no, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it." So, but I dug the movie though, man. I, I would actually recommend it. Um, I would too. So, what would you rank it on the what you've been watching scale? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Before I do that, the only thing I'm a little bit disappointed in: too many women. <laughs> no, definitely not that. <laughs> I Actually, I I don't usually get into it with people online, but I actually got into somebody about it. They're like, fucking MCU. I'm like, don't fucking see it then. I'm on this group in Facebook, and this dude just bitches about everything. It's like, don't go then. And I told him, my my whole point to him was, if you've made it up in your mind that this movie's going to be shit because... It has a strong female, so therefore it has some propaganda attached to it, and then you go to see the movie just to confirm your already bias right, against it. Right. Like that's on you. Right. The lower, right. and I said, the lower your expectations, the greater your serenity. Sure. And yeah. I said, full that's, stop. Say that again. The lower your expectations, the greater your serenity. And I said, full stop. Yeah. And the whole, and I'm not saying, and I, I, I was very clear to point out that like, don't. It doesn't mean that you can't hold this shit in high regard or or get hyped for it or be like, oh man, I have expectations. This movie has a lot of potential. But at the same time, if you've already assigned it meaning, this movie's going to fucking suck. And then you go in and you're like, yep, it fucking sucked. Well, it's it's contempt prior to investigation. And I yeah. feel zero sympathy yeah. for you that you've lost your MCU fund because you fucking decided before it, the, the day they announced right. it, it's going to fucking suck. Right. Like. Have
0: fun, and, and it's okay to have expectations going to the movie as long as they are like, "How does this move the Marvel continuity forward? How does this tie into other movies? How does this expand the world? How does this explore this character?" Like, it's okay to have those expectations, right. you know, and we'll like be hopeful and, even. And, and and that's that's what you should judge the movie on. And that's I, I I honestly feel like that's the thing that you and I have tried to do throughout this whole Marvel encounter is like judge the movie based on the merits of how does this contr- how does this contribute to the overall universe that they're trying to create like how does this fit in some things they've done a bang up job on some things it's like ah this one doesn't really fit it feels like they're trying to put a nail in a screw head or or like a screw hole you know like it, it like yeah it works and it holds the machine together but it's not the piece right. that they needed you know right
1: right no, that's I get what you're saying there. It it fits, but it doesn't. It's it protrudes. It's not a smooth. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'll, I'll stop with the analogy, but I got gotcha. you. <laughs> right, right. um, we ain't mechanics, yeah, doc. No. <laughs> we ain't engineers, doc. <laughs> but no, that was my thing. Was just it. If if you've assigned it the meaning, or just because there's a strong woman in it, doesn't mean that there's some fucking left wing propaganda. Like, just don't, hey man. Go woke, go broke. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like don't go see it then. Ye-hop! Yeah, just don't go see it then. If it really means that much to you, trust me, there'll be some strapping male movie right. like soon enough. Go don't see worry. that then. Don't worry. Like, yeah. I just it, it gets exhausted. And I usually never engage in shit like that. And I didn't frame it as a point of like, hey you, but I just said, hey, look, this is how I feel about it. Right. So but Not
0: necessarily pointed at like the commenter, but just sort of a general like I'm not talking directly at you, but I'm talking kind of about you. Yeah.
1: If it applies to you and you feel like it's at you,
0: then
3: mm. hey,
0: if the shoe fits Cinderella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: I, yeah, but it's um yeah, the point I was going to make earlier before I got sidetracked about the Facebook story, which good on me for standing up um using my privilege the right way, I guess. But uh <laughs> I guess I don't know. You tell me how it works. I have no fucking idea. Uh, but no, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed, and I was also disappointed in the Miss Marvel TV show. Marvel, don't be afraid to to lean into Miss Marvel, her embiggening powers. Mm-hmm. Her whole thing in the comics books is she can stretch and grow, and all and it has nothing to do with light manipulation or any of that. But uh, I mean, they they use it to her advantage. She can make a fist and like extend her arms and stuff with the light powers. But I feel like you're a little too afraid on this one, Marvel.
0: Here's the problem. They still have to do Reed Richards, who has the exact same power set. And so they had to do a different version to tie into a franchise that they already had established.
1: No, Reed Richards has a... She can...
0: Reed Richards can stretch any part of his body. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. he
0: Any part of his body?
1: Any part of his body. Oh. Yeah. including What does he say in Mall Rights? Including his dong? <laughs> or whatever? But, uh, no, he he's a little more rubber. She can, like, just... She's not quite like, I can stretch and tie myself in a knot. She can just grow, shrink a little bit, and kind of stretch out. But it's a little different. But no, nah, I hear what you're saying, though. But I was just saying, I, I'm... i It's different br- different brand, same flavor. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that they don't lean into her embiggening powers that she has in the comics. But
0: I mean, they did a little bit. There's a scene where she grows giant arms in order to grab onto different spaceships and and yeah
1: yeah haul herself up and stuff like that. That's what so. I'm saying she can use her light powers adjacent but like yeah but I understand they did it that's why they needed to be entangled due to their light powers or whatever but it's like at one point also they just stopped being entangled at the end of the movie <laughs> they're like okay <laughs> it just was like it was fine and then we touched something they're like oh yeah that didn't we don't switch anymore. Oh we don't do that anymore. Yeah we don't yeah. switch anymore. I'm like oh okay. Cool. But Uh, All that being said, what would you rate it, my friend?
0: Oh, man. I'm going to give that... uh... Shit, I should have written some of this down. Uh...
1: Let me ask you. What are you going to go ahead and give it, bro? I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Okay. So correct me. But I am going to give it... 14 Inhumans transformed by the Terrigen Mists. Oh. Oh. Because that's actually what Miss Marvel is in the comics. Oh, is you got it. You got it. That's a deep cut. It's not a bad review either, though. That's not
4: bad. It's
0: pretty, pretty bad. favorable review. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna give that. It is Tarogin uh, Miss, right? Yeah, Terrigen Miss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give that. Uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's my combination. I gotta change my locks. <laughs>
1: I don't know what that's from. It's from Spaceballs. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. But, um, well, there's... It's... The- Star Wars is the best
0: Spaceballs parody ever made. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I saw parts of it somewhat re- about a year ago. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but we're going to have to dive back into that one. Some Mel Brooks greatness. So, uh but we had other things we were going to talk about. Um, we'll probably put a pin in that for this episode. Yeah, yeah. We still got a bunch of interviews. We, we got do. a bunch of interviews. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll uh, cut around some of this and we'll have some fun. So, um,
0: so we'll see you on the flip side. And all right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on the special holiday edition of the What You have Been Watching podcast. And uh, we hope to see you guys in the next year. We're going to be celebrating coming up on what? Two years now? We'll be going into
1: year three, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, man. Shit. This is why we had to upgrade and start doing some things, and there'll be hopefully more coming down the pipeline here. We're going to try to step our game up a little bit. So keep with these modern times. So, in the meantime and in between times, happy holidays. All right. Uh, this is the marvelous Mike Dudley. MD3 signing out. Go watch a movie. Talk about it with someone you love. Take us out, Mr. A1.
0: Happy birthday, Cubs and Ashley. podcast holiday spectacular edition joining me is middle brother to uh me and uh, marcus mk dudley art how you doing sir yo 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 what up hey man so
4: just some real quick questions uh what's your favorite holiday movie holiday movie holiday movie. across all the holidays sure ooh uh i think i could talk about individual holidays better than i could talk about all of the holidays but if it comes to christmas i'm a huge fan of uh michael Dougherty's krampus okay um it's just fine and any movie that starts with a uh black friday trampling i'm down for
0: so jingle all the way jingle all the way you got uh, it exactly what was it what was there was another one that they did uh Santa Sleigh or something like that. I think they did. I don't think
4: I've seen that one, but
0: okay, yeah, that's
4: that's the one that's got
0: uh, Bill Goldberg as Santa.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really excited about uh, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. not a huge Eli Roth fan, but it looks fun, so I'm down. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's see, what's the other one? Um,
0: God, they just did one Silent Night. It's a revenge. Yeah, Christmas that came movie. out last
4: year, and it has a uh, John Leguizamo in it. No, 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 that's, um, oh God, that's, um... It's the, the home invasion movie where Santa saves Right, with egg. David Harbour. Is
0: that Silent Night as well? I, I
4: don't, don't think it's idea. called Silent Night. No, I this don't. is a,
0: this is the one about a uh, dude gets a uh, home invaded and they murder his, I think, wife and daughter and shoot him in the throat so he can't speak, so okay. he comes back a year later for Christmas vengeance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So Okay, so anything that starts off with a uh, Black Friday trample. Okay. Yeah, I'm down
4: for that. And when it comes to Halloween, I usually watch uh, – I tend to go very old school and watch black and white stuff and any classic. I just watch horror movies all year, so it's kind of like – It's kind of hard
3: to narrow them down. Yeah,
4: exactly. It's an all-year thing. And when it comes to Halloween, I tend to watch um, – We watched Nosferatu this year. We watched oh, uh, – F.W. Um,
0: uh, Morose.
4: Yeah, and we watched um, the Christopher Lee Dracula, Bride of Dracula or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not I'm... a good movie. <laughs> no. But it was fun. But it's fun. Were you there when we watched that? I
0: think so. I yeah, think I was okay, there. yeah, okay, yeah. The, the problem with the Christopher Lee Dracula movies is, like, he did 800 of them, uh-huh. and so at some point they all kind of run together. It's like, yep. I can tell you what happens in the movie, but I couldn't tell you what the exact title of it is. Yeah, it's like a weird Dracula cult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, Curse of Dracula, Return of the Curse of Dracula, Dracula's Bride, Return of Dracula's Bride, Dracula's Blood, Blood of Dracula. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, what's, uh, what's something you've been watching recently?
4: Recently, I just started watching Fall of the House of Usher, which is uh, Mike Flanagan, the guy that did Midnight Mass, uh, okay. Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor. Um, this one I really like, I tend to find his dialogues very um, cheesy. <laughs> Okay. Um, but this one I like so far. It's really good. Okay. And Pretty glory. What's, what's the
0: sales pitch on it as far as like...
4: Uh, there's the family usher and it starts off where an inspector is getting the uh, confession statement from the father of the usher family. Okay. After each of his kids have died and he's committed multiple uh, white collar crimes and he's confessing to the deaths of his kids.
0: Okay, so it's sort of um, succession meets, like, I don't know, like...
4: Kind of. It's just like his confession is like the framing device, and then each episode kind of focuses on the death of each people in his family, each person in his family. Right. Okay. okay. And some of it's pretty gruesome.
0: Yeah. I, I, as is my understanding, a lot of the deaths are very much based in like the Poe literature, like the yes. pit and the pendulum, yeah, the cask of Amontillado. Yeah. The uh,
4: mask of red death. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, to the point where it's a little heavy handed. A little. <laughs>
0: Is that like when uh, people were watching Sons of Anarchy and they were like, "Like it's just like Hamlet. Like, gee, you think?
4: <laughs> yes, kind of like that, yeah. And yeah, what else? <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Uh, so other than that, man, just uh, what's what's some of your favorite holiday memories as far as growing up uh, traditions or... or Favorite, uh, favorite things to do? Something you look forward to during the holidays?
4: Uh, me? I get mad anxiety during holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Halloween because there's no expectations and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. Which is usually... I love trick-or-treating even though it's like... <laughs> You're almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring back trick-or-treating for adults. <laughs> um, yeah, trick-or-treating, man. We went to a burlesque show... Uh, For Halloween and had a great time at 926. Um, Yeah, really fun time. So Halloween just, why
0: shenanigans, costumes? Yep, all of it. Buffoonery. Yep,
4: yep. Let's get weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. Well, that pretty much covers it, man. Uh, Anything else you want to tag on? No, man. um, Happy holidays, I guess. (laughs) Oh, check out
0: uh, mkdudleyart.com.
4: Right. Uh MKDudley underscore art on Instagram. Okay. Um, that's really it. Come check me out, hit me up. Happy holidays. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, in part
0: two of the interview process, we're sitting here with the matriarch. The, Mama Dukes. Uh, the Mama Dukes, Ms. Lisa. So uh just a real quick, you know, just real just brief interview, just a few quick questions, and we'll send you back out to the festivity. So What is some of your favorite uh, holiday movies that you saw growing up, or just in general? Oh,
3: Oh, most definitely, my favorite growing up is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The
0: Rankin Bass.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, your life depended on those special, like dun 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 dun. You know, you came running when you heard that music, and uh, that was universal language for stop what you're doing, run Mm -hmm. to the house, go sit in the front of the TV because either Charlie Brown's coming on or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. In fact. I had a an LP that uh, was the whole Gene Autry sings Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer album oh, nice. that was pristine until you know who got it, your Aunt Lorraine. <laughs> then it was destroyed. But uh, yeah, that was that was the big thing. Charlie Brown and
0: yeah, I mean you, you had to come like when 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 you started hearing that you know, now presenting a special feature, you had to come see it because you might not see it for another year. In fact, you wouldn't see it for no, another year. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. No. There, was, there was no reruns, no, no. no VHS. Was, no, yeah.
3: The only other in-betweens were the Jacques Cousteau National Geographic specials. that, that mm-hmm. you'd come running for those. But uh, yeah, so which is probably why I wanted to be a mermaid because I wanted to be Jacques Cousteau's partner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, that was the thing.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, favorite holiday uh, favorite holiday memories growing up what something you used to look forward to traditions
3: um besides eating yeah. your grandmother's food um well when we went to my dad's side my grandmother you know she lived on the farm and the whole huge farm table was you couldn't even put a plate on there because it was just slam packed full of food and that she had cooked fresh peas and corn and cream corn, of course, and everything you can imagine. Um, The whole spread. And then there's a whole other table full of all of her desserts, like this uh, coconut cake that she made was like so moist. It just like, it was just incredible. Um, Her Martha Washington candy, which was like these little uh, chocolate balls, like just, I don't know, it was like gooey goodness dripped in chocolate. It was fantastic. Um, And then, but one of the biggest things that I remember was all she had all the grandchildren, uh, had stockings hung by the mantle. Mm -hmm. And it was this old farmhouse. I mean, like in the extra bedroom that they had, um, added on, you could literally see through the floors. Like you could see the chickens running underneath. Um, it was cold as shit because (laughs) there was one Christmas that, uh, Lorey and I had to spend the night in that back bedroom that had no insulation and literally you could see the chickens running underneath the floors because it wasn't all put together, right? Yeah,
0: like a typical like Florida like, cracker <clears throat> house kind of thing. Oh
3: yeah, we had a, like probably five homemade quilts just laying on top. It's like <laughs> you could barely move, they were so heavy. And you know how much I couldn't stand Lorraine growing up, so but I was so cold. I'm like, come here, give me work. And we were like, <laughs> I felt like I was like was that movie where they like the abandoned the the plane crashed and alive. the ho- alive, yeah, yeah. I felt like yeah. alive. Uh, snuggling with Lorraine, the very person who I hated. Uh anyway, that was that was a good memory. The other memory was the the stockings, on the mantle. It's like this old fireplace that had an insert gap. Yeah. So the other I guess sentimental thing that I have about my holidays growing up is just being at grandma's house and the farmhouse and she had all of our stockings lined up on the mantel and uh, the fireplace wasn't actually a real fireplace. It was like this gas burning furnace. Okay. Um, but we thought it was terrific, but, um, I'm sure that it did not have essential heat and air anyway. But, uh, so she'd have a stockings, and it was like these little red and white stockings, and she had like blue glitter with her names written in mm-hmm. cursive, you know that she'd personalized. And I just thought they were like the best stockings ever. So as an adult, after Grandma died, I got my stocking back. and it's like it's Michael it's minuscule. It's <laughs> minuscule, but like you got so you got um, you got an orange mm-hmm. in the toe, you got some nuts. You got some sparklers and maybe a small box of crayons and some kind of other little tchotchke little thing that she got at the dollar store.
0: That sounds like some German stuff right there. That's oh, that's some, was, that's some German Christmas. Like, you but, will have an orange
3: and a crayon and you will be happy. Well, but you got to think about this. They, I mean, these people were, you know...
0: Oh, dirt farmers. Yeah, they were yeah.
3: sharecroppers at first, and then they finally owned their own land and this, that, and the other. But they're from, you know, they're they're Scottish immigrants from Appalachia. And, you know, they're just... That's just what you got and right. um, but I just thought it was like the best thing like to wait for the big reveal of the stockings and every year it was pretty much like I said the same thing
0: all right so just kind of coming off of that um, other than that what you've been watching what's something you've been seeing lately that you want to put out there on, on internet land what, what's call it out for the people
3: okay so you know I'm not a movie person okay but <clears throat> I got into Outlander, which I loved try to get you guys to watch it and you have not done that so far that's
0: the uh, Scottish time traveling show yes okay
3: and then after that I started watching Vikings which I loved as well and not you you know I'm not into gore and killing mm. and but I loved that so I'm embracing my inner Viking <laughs> and um, in fact I've named some of the kids at school some of the characters um, in the series uh, one is um, Lagerther, which I want to be Lagerther because she's like the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like she's beautiful. She can fight. um, She's sexy. She's like everything you want a woman to be, right? Okay. And she can drink some ale as well. So I'm thinking that she's my superhero, you know?
0: That's your spirit animal? Yes,
3: she truly is. Um, But then I've got this kid at school who's always dirty, who... Is a twin. She's got brothers, and so she's a fighter too. And she just doesn't give a shit, you know. She's just balls to the wall, you know. At school, she's a little two-year-old kid, and <laughs> I've named named her Brita. And we braid her hair, and we call her Brita. She's like I'm not Brita, you Brita. I'm like I'm not Brita. I'm Lagertha. But yes, that is a fabulous series. If you haven't seen that, um, g- great love stories, great fighting, great, you know. Um, Okay. It's very entertaining. You should you should try that.
0: Is it fairly historically accurate or they is it is it more is, no it more is it more like uh, Dungeons and Dragons or No, uh, it's
3: not it's 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 more historic than fantasy, okay. for sure. Okay. You know, yeah.
0: So it's not like Thor Odin comes down and is like
3: No, no. I mean no, uh uh-uh. uh. No, it's more yes, I mean they talk about Thor and sure. Odin and you know, all the Freya and all that, but they don't no, there's nothing magic. Well, a little bit of magical, but nothing, nothing that can't be believable. You know okay. what I mean?
0: Magical, like the shaman whips up like a, a herbal potion or well, something
3: like that. Well, or- yeah, the, I don't even know what he's called. He's like this old death guy, but he's this, oh, the seer. He's called mm-hmm. the seer, I guess. So I guess he's magical. But and then there's other witches and things like okay. that. But. Magical
0: in the sense that like he takes some hallucinogenic mushrooms and he's like goes into a cave like I've had a vision.
3: I don't know what this dude does. He's like he's got he's dirty. He's got this these black um, kind of like um, croaker sack kind of things he wears and croaker sack. Yeah, I I just I don't know how to describe what he wears. But he's <laughs> like I don't know. He's got these black lips. Okay, you know he's like really creepy looking. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anything else? What else you've been watching?
3: Um, I, Again, the caveat being, you know, I don't watch a whole lot. So other than Outlander and then the Vikings, I have not. I tried watching The White Queen, okay. uh, which is more girly and less me. So um, it's okay. Um, You know, it's, you know, just about the politics of being the queen and stuff and lovers. And you got to marry this, Person and that person, so that the countries can unite and have alliances and build an army and that kind of thing. It's it's pretty good. Um, Not as good as Vikings though. (laughs) Not as good as Vikings though. Which I'm surprised I I say that because, like I said, I'm not a. I am like a put a David Attenborough documentary on and go on to sleep at the right old time of eight (laughs) thirty-five. So yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that pretty much covers it. So, anything you want to put out there as far as plugs, anything like that?
3: Oh, just uh, call your mother every once in a while. You know, mothers are great people, and you should uh, bring them things like that they actually like. Okay. You know, like, uh, I don't know, food. The interview wine. is over.
0: We're done now. <laughs> I love you.
3: Love you too. <laughs> All right. Third
0: part of the interview process here I'm joined by the patriarch. The loins from which we have sprung, <laughs> Mr. Scott. How you doing, sir? I'm great, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, thank. So okay. let me start off by asking, uh, what what's what was something that you used to watch growing up uh, for the holidays, uh, cool. or not even growing up, just just something that you you watch. You know, what's your favorite holiday movie? Um, so or show.
2: Okay, so um, we used to on Thanksgiving. Um, We, as kids, you know, there were a bunch of us, Mm. um, and they used to play um, the uh, movie, um, what's the Yellow Brick Road? Uh, Wizard Wizard of Oz. Oz. Every Thanksgiving night, they would show it. So I've probably seen that movie, yeah, a lot of times, (laughs) like (laughs) probably 30 times, and I actually really liked the movie. It's a great movie, and I just remember that as Thanksgiving night when we were starting to kind of wind down. They'd start at like 8 o'clock. And believe it or not, the kids would have to wind down at eight. The parents right. wouldn't, but everybody right, right. else. So when I was a kid, and then I just kind of still enjoy that movie because uh, for for holidays, just because it um, it reminds me a lot of the holidays. It's um, kind of a
0: kind of a weird it programming. Is. For I mean, it, it makes sense in terms of it's a classic movie. It's it's sort of you know family friendly, so it, it would make sense that the entire you, you know. You, you wouldn't want to program something that necessarily would alienate the audience or like, Oh, we have little kids around. We can't watch that. So I guess it makes sense, but it's right. still kind of, it's not very holiday themed. It's so. not a very holiday yeah.
2: movie. Um, and then of course they would have, um, there's other movies that were more traditional. They were on like the, the old black and white, the 1950s. And they were on WTBS down in, in, uh, St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the equivalent of that. I don't know that it, TBS was around, but it was like the equivalent of that. It was like the off-brand channel, not CBS or ABC, you know. Right, uh, right. And so it was like the local channel. Uh, gotcha, that all the, gotcha. And um, I can't remember, really. Most of those movies, I don't really have um, a strong recollection. Of. I just really always just remember The, Wiz- the Wizard of Oz being like um, certain movies, like we watched Jesus Christ Superstar around Easter. We right. watched... Um, that's a tradition and, I have actually yeah, I, I uh, me too year, I still yeah. watch on um, every Easter I watch it and just drink wine <laughs> and just you know whatever and uh, you know me I'm not religious at all And but it's still a cool tradition I just remember it but uh, and then around Christmas um, the Jimmy the uh, Jimmy what's his name? Jimmy Stewart movie um, Oh, it's A Wonderful Life. What? It's A Wonderful yeah, Life. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas Merry Bedford Falls. That and uh one of the um I
0: cry every time I watch that movie. Me too. I do too. Actually, when when it's he was when he, he when he comes home and his whole like the whole town's there and they're they're turning out he's like I am the richest man. I'm exactly. the richest man in Bedford Falls. <laughs> exactly. I love that. You do a good good impersonation <laughs> too. And then also
2: um Rudolph as mm-hmm. you know they're going to start showing pretty much Watch your Watch your television channels because um, Doctor Seuss, The Grinch will be on, which you love. Rudolph, I love, right? And so they're going to start showing all those. And uh, if you don't watch those, then you're just kind of you're kind of a pathetic or a misanthrope or something. You're just <laughs> kind of pathetic as a human being. I kind of feel like it, you're leaving so.
0: you're leaving off a big one though.
2: Uh, the Grinch, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. You didn't say that one. Oh, I didn't say. No, okay, okay. How yeah, you yeah. say? How you Charlie, feel about that Charles yeah, Schultz Char- character? Yeah, yeah. You know me. I love it. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love that. I um, yeah. I you know me, Michael. I'm a traditionalist, and I'm I'm pretty sappy and sentimental, and so I love. Right on. Um, I like to watch the. For me, my favorite Thanksgiving movie now. It wasn't around when I was a kid, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm. Oh yeah. A, it's a beautiful movie. It really is. It's super funny. Yeah. I love like, you're going the wrong way. Like, well, how does he know which way <laughs> well, I'm going? How does he know where we're going? Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. It's yeah. just so, whenever anything is going like crazy, I think, you're going the wrong way. Well, how does he know where we're going? Um, it, how could he get scarred? Because he's not an asshole. <laughs> right. Exactly. But just John Candy. So it goes, it's, it's consistent with what I was just saying. The tradition. And he's just trying, trying to be home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm and just he's a sad sack Mm and he's had some rough things in his life but he's a really likable guy and just how Steve Martin starts off as an asshole and just they you can see that he's human and he's just trying to do his best too and um you know, at the end, it's it's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty it's, neat. It's, it's, it's a really it's good a, uh, buddy road trip movie. It is a great buddy road trip movie. and yeah, I, I love just all the things that go wrong. It's perfect. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Whenever I'm on a super long trip and someone asks how to go, I'm like, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> so, I love where he's putting his jacket on, when he's still got his seatbelt on, and mm-hmm. he can't drive, and like, the car catches fire. I love and when they're... John Candy's trying to sell the... The uh, he sells the curtain, uh, shower, the hanger. curtain shower hangers yeah. as as earrings, and That's he's right. just so likable. they make you look so mature,
0: and they yeah. fork over the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love when uh, when he's they're driving the car and they get squished between the two semis, and they're <laughs> screaming at <laughs> each other's faces, and they have that brief flash where exactly. John Candy's dressed up in that <laughs> devil costume. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a beautifully done movie, and it's super touching and sensitive too. It's it's really cool. It's it's it hits all the right spots for me i love that movie so um
0: cool yeah really so cool, you you mentioned tradition what, what were some other traditions growing up that you used to look forward to during the holidays oh goodness um you know you know my family uh, mm-hmm.
2: we're super super bound in tradition um so you know that we act out the 12 days of christmas and mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know what i mean by that is basically we pick an individual who's going to be the partridge in the pear tree and then we have a group at my house we'd have as many as 50 60 people at the house and somebody would designate who the partridge is going to be and then as we're going around the two turtle does and the three french hands and all that so everybody would act out a uh groups of people when you got up to you know 10 drummers drumming or what is it 10 pipers no. What? Else? Anyway, ten, 10 drummers. I got to run through the song. Oh, I know. I you. do too. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't start at one, so I can't go to ten yet. Um, but uh, different groups acting out. And it's, everybody comes up with crazy ideas. You've you've seen it numerous yeah. times. It's and basically everybody, people laying eggs yeah, for the you know uh, six geese a laying. Somebody who you know. Drain like they're laying a big egg and just, you know, and that still is a tradition that I love and my family still does it. We've gotten insane with the partridge and the pear tree. We have a, yes. basically a room full of costumes that anybody can put right. on for the partridge and some of them are quite sacrilegious. It would be <laughs> Mother Mary giving birth or,
0: you know, whatever, just uh, insane stuff. So, so yeah, so. The, the partridge has to come out 12 rounds basically 12 rounds. in a different and costume we, every time. And we hold the...
2: Partridge in a pear. And you just hold it until the partridge appears, and Mm -hmm. then we laugh our asses off. So it's really cool. It's a blast. So that's a great tradition. Um, The cabins are really nice. We're headed there now, down to the family cabins, to spend Thanksgiving together. And we spend New Year's there, too. And so I love this next stretch of holidays the best. (laughs) They're the, you know, Thanksgiving through New Year's is just a lot of quality family time. Um, you know that's my that's my jam. I couldn't be
0: happier. I don't need anything else other than that. Just just family. So very
2: cool. So, yeah. Very cool. So, so.
0: Uh, and then other than that, uh, what's something you've been watching recently that you want to put out there into the ether? Um, so it's not a movie, okay. but um, but I, I I have been
2: watching. I did watch a, a movie recently that I'll tell you about briefly. Um, it's called The Ranch Hand, and it's uh, Peter Fonda as a, a ranch hand who went off robbing and riding riding off and robbing banks and doing whatever and he comes home with his with his partner to his farmhouse where his wife and kid are and the wife's like oh great nice to see you right and i quit loving you i've moved on with my life and if you think you're just going to come back here and like we're going to be an item again you're wrong you can sleep out in the barn and so it's him trying to win her back and it's uh really interesting and it's a really strong female role which huh. is interesting for a cowboy movie who's the um, uh, who's the wife um, you know that's a good question I knew that question and if you saw her um, can I google it real fast yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so and then there's also um, the other um, character his buddy is someone uh, something Owens um, oh, man um, I don't know it uh, you, when you hear the name and it's weird that he did this movie because most of the other roles he kind of was a misanthrope like a really like a really mean and mm-hmm. really like nasty character um and in this movie he's actually kind of a um like a decent i mean he's a bad guy so but he's a decent bad guy if you know what i mean he's got <laughs> one, of, the, he's got one some, of those good bad guys uh he's just got some decent characteristics to him um so yeah it's uh it's Peter Fonda, right after he did um, the motorcycle movie. Um, oh, yeah, Easy Rider. Easy Rider, right after he did that, and so it's just a really fascinating. Um, okay, well, this says the Ranch Hand is a cheap all-sex porn, which is not the one. I'm not talking the one you out. saw. So you sure, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that
0: kind of seems like Peter Fonda's gig.
2: <laughs> he uh, he was in. Hang on, let me look at his list of movies. It was a it was an amazing movie. I really liked it, and I should know more about it. But I really liked the fact that it had. Um, he was in a really cool role in it. Um, just the oh the high, the hired hand is what it was. That's what the hired hand. The hired hand, right? And so she treats him like a hired hand when he comes home. And we got. 1971
0: yeah. film. Pierre Fonda, Warren Oates, Verna Bloom, Rita Rogers. Let's see. His friend Arch was so yeah so it's um, Warren Oates okay yeah yeah I know Warren Oates he did a bunch. yeah Warren Oates and he, he was, uh, was exactly, he was always he was always like the 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 captain in the war movies or the 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 but he was always like a, a mean character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he in this movie
2: he's like super he's really redeeming and um, the woman did you, did you figure out who that was um, Vera Bloom Verna, Verna Bloom Verna, I'm Verna sorry. Bloom and. Boy, oh boy, talk about a good-looking woman. I'd come home to her, too. I'd have come home a lot earlier. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, just cool movie. But um, you know me. I love cowboy movies. Sure, sure. Um, I've been watching um, Band of Brothers again. and The HBO cow- joint. Yeah. It, to me, cowboy movies and war movies are a lot alike. Um, Interesting. In terms of just... There's some violence in them, but there's also... A lot of times there's that black and white some movies are black and white about the good guy and the bad guy. Other times there's some ambiguity about which side, you know, if you if you're if you're the the Nazis coming in and wiping out a village and you're the bad guy and then you're the Americans coming over and bombing um, right and you kill a bunch of civilians too, does it really matter to the civilians? Whether you're the Nazi or the guy dropping bombs out of the sky, and so there's some of that ambiguity, sure. moral ambiguity that happens, just like they do in westerns. And so I've been watching that show. It's really an extended movie. Um, you know, I mean, it's like it's not even fair, really. The character development, obviously, you don't have a two or three hour window to work with. Yeah, it's like a, a much, it's like a, a It's a yeah, it's like a two season long, each 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, I'm so you saying. really understand that. Characters and a lot better, so it's kind of not a fair comparison. But I mean, it's, it's what you've you been watching. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's it is, and it's and it's really cool. Uh, and what I've been reading is I just finished. We don't uh, do that here. Well, I know, <laughs> but, but I, it's it's actually been turned into a movie. Um, I just the the movie about the killing of the flowers or the oh killers uh, uh, of the blood moon. moon, blood moon. I read that book and it was amazing.
0: That was a. Uh... Was that McCormick? No,
2: uh, no. Um, I can't remember who the author was, but it was it was amazing. Um, um, Gilbert Grape, um, who's eating Gilbert Grape, was in it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not used to being in front no, of okay. a mic like this, so I'm sorry. Um, but he was. I love, I that. Thought yeah. I love was... that your
0: go-to for Leonardo DiCaprio was what's eating Gilbert Grape. For me, it is. That's my <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Titanic or whatever, I guess I could have said. Some to, people would anyway. say Django Unchained. Yeah, Some people yeah, would, you know. Yeah. I, I, that was a Inception. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Django Unchained, I didn't...
0: No, I liked when he played the little autistic kid. That was my favorite. Yeah, I did. Was... I liked that. It was
2: touching. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm sentimental. I'm an old sap. But, um, so I read that book and they apparently the movie did a really nice job of it seemed like a really hard book to turn into a movie because mm-hmm. of the things are not um, linear they're not chronological sure. in it um, they kind of bounce back and forth somewhat in it and so pretty cool and then the, as soon as I finished that I started listening to a book that's now a TV series also that they've turned into and it's All the Light You Cannot See and it's about a little blind girl in, in World War II that, uh, Sounds real uplifting. It is dark, but the,
0: the... Well, because you can't see.
2: <laughs> exactly, it's dark because you can't see. But the the author, I know you. I know you love words. Mm-hmm. This author is amazing, and part of it is so cool because he writes in a really almost a Hemingway esque uh, form, in that it's real staccato. Very a lot punchy. Of it is very punchy and stuff, and so he'll say things that might take you or I. Me, less time, but you, a lot of time, uh, to come up with a description of something, and he'll just say it in, like, ten words, and he's just like, my gosh, he just nailed it yeah, I'm yeah. there. The, the efficiency I, of the language. Yeah, it's so incredible, and so mm-hmm. I think you'd really like him as an author. Cool. But they've made a... There was a movie about it, apparently, a couple of years ago, okay. and then now there's a TV series about it that they're doing the book, and I can't wait to see that because I think that they can flesh out the characters right, in the right. way that they need to be fleshed out and so, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of interesting stuff. I love the fact that there's so many options right now uh, between, you know, HBO and Netflix and Paramount and all that stuff. There's just so much. And then you can always go back and see all the classics. And I still am looking forward to coming on and doing my uh, discussion about the cowboy movies Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite western. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to set that up here I've, soon. Yeah, I've uh, I've been rearranging some of them on my list and rewatching some. okay so, uh, and The Ranch Hand is on there now and it wasn't before. So Where Where you The Hired Hand. So The Hired Hand. Right. Hired right. Hand, so. Or, uh, you know, watch The Ranch Hand. That's yeah, also exactly. cool. You yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. get your job sounds, you like it. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting one too. Uh, so yeah. So All right, man. Uh, well, thank you very much. We appreciate well, it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Have a great holiday. Love you, dude. Love you.